Giddy bunch tonight. So in the clubhouse tonight, two-time Heineken Cup winner Ian Madigan. <laughs> One of the best flankers to ever play international rugby from France, Serge Betson is in the house. <laughs> and the winner of last year's clubhouse challenge, comedian and podcaster Jarlath Regan is here. <laughs> Okay, will we get our first guest out? Absolutely. Okay. I believe he's still an Irish legend in the making, but currently he's playing for Bristol. Please welcome Ian Madigan! Certainly Ian Madigan has a history of seeing out games for order. Look at Tommy O'Donnell! You gotta fight! Take this the wrong way, but you look good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't want to rub it in, um, but it's 20 months since you've played for Ireland. Um, how do you feel watching Ireland now? Um, the first, the first few games watching, I would have watched it kind of like this. Okay. <laughs> That's a bit like Eddie O'Sullivan used to watch it. So I certainly wasn't, yeah, I certainly wasn't cheering the other team on, but I wasn't like you know, really getting behind the boys, um, obviously hoping that the team would win, but yeah. you're, you're, you're watching it kind of numb. Uh, whereas now, you know, the, uh, I was watching the, the first Six Nations game with, with a group of guys uh, in, in my apartment in Bristol, and, you know, the, the anthem comes on, and Jay Harris Wright was there beside me. We were there singing the national yeah. anthem together. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's so loyal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're really, you know, getting into the games and, and cheering the, the guys on. And it was probably... Similar with Leinster. Really. Johnny hits the drop goal. What did you do? Um, oh, it was a comedy leading into it. Like when he did the crossfield kick, I was like, no, what is he doing? Yeah, you know, and then when he hit the drop goal, I was thinking, I, my initial reaction was he's pulled the trigger too early here. It's too far out. But then I was like, it, that looked like a pretty sweet strike. Yeah, you yeah. know, and then when you saw his reaction, I was like, that's We're never going to get over. sick of it, are we? So, yeah. no. That was incredible. Like it was, but... Um, but Matt, do you yeah. know it? So like it's the game appreciation there that the forwards are out in their feet. Yeah. It is a bit far out, yeah. but yeah. it comes. I, you know, I've so much respect for what he did there. Yeah. You know, because you, you can you can let that drag on another five, ten phases, and someone can knock the ball on, yeah. and they're the one that's being blamed. Johnny's stepping up there and going, right, I'm going to be the you know the guy who could potentially yeah. be blamed for the loss. Yeah. If it goes over, it, it's going to be a team win, but it's you know yeah. the ultimate for for me of. Um, you know, stepping up to the plate, and he, he certainly delivered the goods. Yeah, but you could do that, can't you? <laughs> if I get selected, yeah. <laughs> you can do that. Okay, well, I did have this question written down. I didn't want to know if I was going to be able to ask you, but have you given up on playing for Ireland? Absolutely not. Um, I think Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think... Um, I don't think there's any Irish players that have retired before, you know, retired from the international game before they, yeah. you know, before they finish retiring from rugby. Um, and I, I intend on being no different. Um, I hope to have, you know, a brilliant season next year. Please God in the Premiership, and 
um, there can be a conversation to be had if I'm playing well enough. And would you come back here? Would yeah, certainly. Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't rely playing for for any of the any of the teams in Ireland. Um, you know, if it meant getting back into the national Munster, setup. would you play for Munster? Yeah, I would. It, I, would. I, yeah. I think it's changed though, hasn't it? Yeah. So I suppose yeah. a few years ago that wouldn't have happened. Guys wouldn't have said things like that. But mm. everyone wants to play for Ireland now, and the the provincial kind of loyalties are slowly um, kind of desisting for guys that want to get in the team. Yeah. Ian, every uh, just on that point, yeah. I want to clear up because like you, you asked me, would I play for Munster? Yes, I would. But um, you know. I'm 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 Leinster through and through, and I really like the with the, the fact. Contract that, yeah, <laughs> with yeah. the contract ready to pay. <laughs> okay. No, but it, I, I think it, I think it's 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 important that it's kept pure. That it's yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, agree. parochial. That you know you're from Leinster, you play for Leinster. There's going to be players moving around, and that's going to happen. And, and you know you've great success stories there, and the likes of Sean Cronin. Who plays for Leinster now and has done for the last whatever seven or eight years? John yeah. Cooney up north, and yeah, it, it, do, it does work. Yeah. But at the same time, when you've got Leinster playing Munster in Thomond or in the in the Aviva, it still has to have that real proper um, rivalry to Brilliant. it, and we don't want that being diluted. Cool. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's have a huge Irish welcome for Serge Betson! Merci beaucoup. Thank you very much. Thank you. Serge, I uh, just want to list off these names. Francois Pinard, Richie McCaw, Richard Hill, Thierry Dussatoir, Jean-Pierre Reeves, George Smith. But most people we have asked and most journalists we've asked say you're the best flanker of all time. How do you feel about that? Wow, I'm <laughs> impressed. Um, I have to say it's normal because, uh, as, you, <laughs> as you mentioned, it's, uh, it's been a, a long journey for me and uh, I'm really privileged and proud to be part of this kind of uh, legendary name. But uh, I learned a lot from them as well. Jean-Pierre Rive used to be a, a very great uh, flanker for France and Thierry uh, Dussautois, uh, I played with him in Biarritz and uh, I learned a lot from, from him and uh, he learned a lot from me. Then uh, I think it's, it's uh, fair to say that uh, it's uh, great, great to be affiliated with those names. Who's the second best flanker then? <laughs> <laughs> the second best, um, he, he's not yet. It. Uh, I think he's, he's, he's for the future. Uh, maybe he will be there, but not yet, I think. OK, very good. <laughs> Serge, um, one of the things that intrigues people about France at the moment is, like, basically, what is happening with French rugby? We've seen France go from this dynamic world power to being a little more prosaic. What's happening in French rugby? Um, I don't think so, because, uh, um, Ian, you just mentioned the fact that uh, Ireland beat uh, France in, in the last World Cup in the quarterfinal in Cardiff. And I think that the problem 
uh, seems to be uh, very, very deep to, to, to French rugby. And uh, hopefully, I, I don't really understand what's going on. And uh, we still have that problem between French uh, club and, and the federation. The players play a lot of games, so they don't have time yeah. to rest. And I think, yeah, we're still uh, looking to, to sort it out to, in order to, to be effective. Ian, you, you played in France, so did, did you notice what was happening over there? Could you see the beginnings of, you know, a bad period? Um, no, and I think you know, on any given day, the, that French team can beat beat any team yeah. still, you know. And they, you know, they very nearly beat uh, beat Ireland in the first game, and probably deserved to beat Scotland in the second game. And it was the simple stuff, really, like ill discipline and and forced offloads that really cost them in the Scottish game. But at the same time, we still saw moments of brilliance and French flair that um, from the likes of Teddy Thomas and. Um, you know, I don't think there's there's a huge amount broken with the French game. It's mm. just a small bit of small bit of detail, yeah. really. Sir, so you find there's an over reliant uh, an over reliancy on foreign players in in the French league, so that then it doesn't produce uh, good players for France. No, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, it's true that there's a lot of uh, uh, foreign players who play for the for top 14 mm -hmm. like Ian. Uh, and uh, again, it's the matter of putting the player in the good uh, platform to perform. Mm -hmm. And I definitely believe that we're still missing that. We still uh, are unsure of uh, the potential of the player. We see talented player. We, we saw that in November uh, 2 against All Blacks. We play a very good rugby, but we are not consistent enough to, to be uh, 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 effective in the long term. And, and you can see that in the starting of a Six nation where the first half we play very good rugby. The, the second half we uh, tend to be uh, a little bit uh, tired and not effective the way we, we have to play. Then it's a small thing we yeah. need to change, I, I think. I, some of the commentators say that France might not be as fit as other teams. Do you think that's possible? Yes, uh, we saw that in, um, in November too, where yeah. so a lot of players were rested uh, for, from the Top 14 game. And the playing for the national team, they didn't, they wasn't fit enough to to play in, the, in that standard. And I, I think that's uh, some of the problem. Yeah. We, we need to get more professional uh, attributes to in order to play in high level. Style. We always associate France and French rugby with style. I think people used to call it Gallic flair. I mean, how important is it for? French people that the French team play with Gallic flair? Or is it important? Is it just important that they win? Is a win enough? Uh, it's true that we, we, we love uh, the flair. We love the fact that we need a skills player. And you mentioned Teddy Thomas. The, the way he plays uh, for the start of the, the Six Nations is amazing. He scores a uh, try uh, the, in, in, against Ireland. He scores two tries in, against Scotland. The way he scores the try is the way we want uh, uh, our players to play rugby. And unfortunately, we don't. We we, we mean we we look to rely on just that aspect, and why other countries like Ireland are really desperate to play with full uh, engagement and uh, consistency yeah. in all over the place. Then that's maybe something we need to learn from you guys. Okay, yo, thank you. Uh, during your time, uh, Serge, uh, the French never ever feared the Irish. Never. There was no point, really. Donegal was there. No, I think he probably went out for a few points the night before he played Ireland. <laughs> you were like, Serge is there. Yeah, I'll get two tries in the match tomorrow. It's only Ireland. But, but now, but yeah. now, what do France think of Ireland? 
But I think they're really scared of, of, of the team because uh, with the, 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 the fitness, the level of fitness uh, you guys uh, have uh, mm. are really uh, uh, stand out from, from, from what I saw so far. Yeah. But uh, again, it, it's the matter of uh, getting back to the basics and, uh, and we don't like the boring things. We don't like the repetitions and rocking, uh, mauling, that kind of things, which is not our culture. But at some point, we need to get back to that kind of situation where it's simple game plan and, and try to stick with that, okay. I think. Now to Tony Ward. He's having a go this time. Inside Kosan. Beautiful touches there from the gifted Tony Ward. Welcome back. Um, we're still joined by Serge Betson and Ian Madigan, who this week, Ian, you're under the spotlight. We've had two rounds in this series so far of a game we call Monstermind and one round of a game we call Ulstermind. Now, imaginatively enough, it's called Leinstermind. <laughs> and your name? Ian Madigan. And your occupation? Rugby player. Ian Madigan, rugby player, you have one minute on Leinster, starting now. Who finished top scorer in the 2014-15 European Cup? Luke Fitzgerald. Ian Madigan. <laughs> 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 Who was named Leinster's players player of the year in 2013? Uh, Gary Ringrose. Ian Madigan. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> the answers are you, Ian. Do you need a HIA? <laughs> Possibly. The motto of your school, Blackrock College, is Fides et Rabur. What does it mean? Strength and honour. Faith and fortitude. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a drink? <laughs> Name all the counties in Leinster with the begin with the letter L. All those priests were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Name all the counties in Leinster that begin with the letter L. Um, Louth. Um, are there other ones? <laughs> Liege. 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 Longford. Correct. Which king of Leinster invited Strongbow and his army to Ireland in the 12th century, starting the Norman invasion of Ireland? Cucullin. Dermot McMurrah. <laughs> you are known for having beautiful full-bodied hair. What shampoo do you use? Great question. Um, head and shoulders. Head and shoulders. There Thanks, Donors. Incorrect. Aussie. Aussie. <laughs> Sorry. Your hair also manages to hold its shape seemingly in all weather conditions. What product, if any, do you use on your hair? Grafton Barbers. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Fade, undercut, pompadour, and faux hawk are all types of what? Haircuts. Correct. <laughs> He's got to know. In 2013, as soon as we went on to hair, he just... This is where I step up in the wrong quiz. He knows nothing about Leinster. He knows nothing about himself. <laughs> but he fucking V-Dow Sassoon. <laughs> In 2013, the company Golden Irish launched a limited edition of their product called the Ian Madigan... I've started, so I'll finish. <laughs> <laughs> They've launched a special edition of their product called the Ian Madigan Special. What was the product? Eggs. 
Correct. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Ian Mulligan, everybody! I think that, in a way, that was the best one ever. <laughs> it was just sheer madness. Did you enjoy it? I struggled a bit, to be honest. With you. I, didn't en- I didn't enjoy that county question at all. Don't worry about that. You didn't know the ones that you... It was you. Oh, God. But oh. Still, my ultimate dream would be to get Paul O'Connell playing Monster Mind. It would just be... You know, I got nine right. <laughs> He's a science. He's a stand-up comedian and an Irish man abroad. If your lady ever squints and smiles at you at the end of a sentence, that sentence ceases to be true, and the opposite is now the case. (laughs) Most of the men in the room are already familiar with this. I'll explain it. It looks a bit like this. Yeah, Jar, I think you should go to the pub and watch the football for the rest of the day. (laughs) Have a little day for yourself down there, and I'll stay here looking after everything by myself, because I love doing that. He was last year's Clubhouse champion. Please welcome the very funny Jarla Regan! How are you, buddy? Good to see you. The champion. The champion is back. The champion. Are you ready to defend? See the reaction. That means nothing to them. Are you ready to defend your title? I am. I'm going to give it a go. You know that Serge Betson will not let you win. I I know. I'm I'm a bit worried, to be honest with you. But I I think I'll do it. Who's going best? Stephen Ferris. Stephen Ferris. Yeah. Better. Yeah, you did a practice run earlier. You looked yeah. like a bloody octopus. I, I on did. The I did have a practice earlier, <laughs> sneakily, and I did look like an octopus. <laughs> um, there are very few people who don't know an Irish man abroad. The very famous podcast. Tell us a little bit about it for those who don't know. Uh, basically, it's a long-form interview podcast where I meet different Irish people abroad or with connections to Ireland and talk to them for an hour. It's a pretty simple concept, but it's nearly 250 episodes old and uh, going strong. We've had everyone on from Brian O'Driscoll to uh, Sonia Sullivan to uh, Sir Bob Geldof, Terry Wogan. Uh, we're even contemplating having Mario Rosenstock on. We're not oh, sure dear. yet. Whoa, whoa. Has Donald O'Callaghan been on it? We could just get him to go abroad. <laughs> <laughs> and no. come here, um, like, you've interviewed a lot of rugby players as well. Tons of them. Because you like yeah. rugby. Yeah, well, I love rugby and, yeah, they're great, they're, they're great people to talk to, as you, you know, like... They're just, uh, more than other sports people, I think they've got a wider context of the world and they've got a kind of a better ability to reflect on what's happening in the sport and around the whole thing. So they make for good chats and by and large, they've been great ones. Do you think there's any kind of common themes that run through these great players that you have interviewed? I don't know. The two, like you guys would be able to agree with me on this, but when I thought about this question, I thought the answer is probably the same answer AP McCoy would have given, is they fall in love with the graft, the everyday graft, the process of getting to the finish line. Because in every interview I've done with them, each of them has said that lifting the trophy is so fleeting. That moment just is gone like that, and you're on to the next thing. That if you don't enjoy the work, you're going to have a miserable life. Am I wrong on that? Yeah. No, you've got to enjoy the process. 
Yeah. We were just chatting about it. It's the special moment after the game. After that, that's the bit you can enjoy. But then straight away it kicks on to the next game and the next. And the, it's funny that you see that with AP McCoy as well. That it's not just rugby players. But yeah. I think you're just crediting that you had the really intelligent rugby players on your podcast. Because <laughs> if you chatted to some of the forwards, I don't think you'd get the same answer. Why are you saying? Don't worry. Don't stop, sir. Don't stop. I don't know. I wasn't trying to. <laughs> I was having a dig at John Hayes. <laughs> Please don't help, start, help, Serge. Help. <laughs> the forward is the DNA of rugby and what rugby is about. And uh, I have to say, I always admire that type of player who mm. never talk a lot and have uh, the spirit of sharing uh, and, and, and work hard for the team and uh, deliver you a great ball for scoring tries <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and kicking... Uh, kicking um, uh, kicking all under the post, and uh, yeah, rugby is a great, great sport, and, and, I, and I'm really pleased to, for you to be able to understand that. Yeah, well, like honestly, it is an hour-long chat, so it's much less like this, mm. where it's like let's get to the answers over the course of an hour-long podcast. The truth eventually comes out, and I remember sitting down with Raj and doing it just before the semi-final of the European Cup. We were sitting in a Nottingham hotel, and I got to an hour and went. Right, that's it. Well, if, if you don't mind, I don't mind if we continue a little yeah. bit longer. <laughs> I've never seen it before in any other interview, yeah. but they just enjoy talking about sport and yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are an Irishman abroad. Uh, Ian Madigan is an Irishman abroad. Donico O'Callaghan is an Irishman abroad. Yeah. Serge is a French man abroad. I'm <laughs> <laughs> really happy you're here. <laughs> but uh, do you struggle with anything abroad? What do you struggle oh, with? Well, look, there's the obvious stuff, right? Like the, the tea and the sausages is a basic, right? The, <laughs> there's the language barrier as well. I mean, there's certain terms that don't mean the same thing. Like in England, if you say to somebody, I'm after creaming myself out in the hall. Yeah. True story. I think the bit that got me there was the hall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slippy floor out there. Um, but uh, you know, there's one. There's one in particular that the other day I was saying to my wife is like the the offer of tea in this country is threefold. You get offered a cup of tea three times before it's a no. Do you want a cup of tea? I'm grand. I'm making a cup. I'm really okay. Tell you what, I'll make it, and you can decide for yourself when it comes in. Right? That's how we all understand the offering of tea. But if you go to a, a, an Englishman's house and you say, "Do you want a cup of tea?" and you go, "No," and he'll sit down and start getting on with stuff. I, I had the exact same problem about two weeks ago in, in one of my teammates' house. I called into his house, and there was an incredible smell. His wife was making granola bars. So that, will you have a cup of tea? Yes. Would you like a granola bar? And I said. You know, the typical, oh, I couldn't. And they just put him away. I was like, <laughs> it wasn't like, until his wife left, I was there, Chris, get out the granola bars. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want one. I was there, of course I want one. <laughs> so really, the granola bars is at this, and this isn't a bad way to kind of understand how Brexit came about. <laughs> because in Ireland, if you're asked, you want to enter the EU, you know that you've got two more referendums coming before your answer is. Yeah, and it's like, yeah it is like that. You go, you often say to an English person, whenever you're over in Ireland, drop in and see me sometime. 
And two months later, <laughs> I'm here with my granola bars. <laughs> and I didn't actually mean you to come to my house. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's um, pretty, pretty literal, that's for sure. Yeah, but is it true, though, um, for the three of you who live in England, is it true that uh, although they might not be easy to get to know at the beginning, that once they get to know you, they are a firm and loyal friend? Is that a cliche or...? I think, like, you witnessed it with yeah. the clubs, and I see it as a stand-up. Once they're on your side, it's unbreakable, the bond. Agreed, yeah. The support yeah. that they give their clubs and the support they give their stand-ups, yeah. it's it's similar level of allegiance. You can count on those people being yeah. there every single time. And uh, I, I think that they do look to the Munster thing and, and want that kind of universal loyalty mm -hmm. because the cities are fractured. That's yeah. the difference, is that... There are pockets of, we support this, you support that. Whereas in Limerick and across yeah. Yeah. Munster, it's just exactly. so unanimous. Yeah. You, you yeah. are red. scene, really, isn't it, at home? <laughs> A huge thanks to all our guests, Ian Madigan, Serge Betson and Jarlath Regan. <laughs>